Hello and welcome to another edition of the Turd Ferguson Reports Conversations with Coaches. I am your host, Art Mosley. Here today, we travel up to northern Whitfield County to talk to Coach Caleb Bagley, the head coach of the Kohala Creek Colts. Coach Bagley, how are you today, sir? I'm great. I'm great. I appreciate you having me on. My pleasure, Coach. Hey, you you guys are are in the full swing of things here. We're in the full swing of things here in Georgia in terms of football practice. But how do you and your staff spend your offseason? Is there anything you do to get away, recoup, and refresh? Uh, I understand you added another another member to your family, so that provides you. Did you get get to have any time away this this offseason? Oh yeah, we uh, you know we, we always try like everybody else. I think everyone kind of thinks so. You know, a, a few weeks or a month off and, and just kind of catch your breath from the season. And obviously we had our son, our newborn. Uh, it was during the first round of playoffs, actually on the Friday of the first round of playoffs. So, you know, we weren't in the playoffs, obviously. Uh, so I got to got to be around. It, it timed up great, you know, right before Christmas and got to be around to help my wife, you know, with the other two kids. But, uh, you know, I think we're pretty typical uh, of what other staffs do. You know, we, we go to a, a clinic or two and, um, you know, we pick out, uh, a couple colleges or um, we actually went and visited a, a really successful high school up in Tennessee this off season as a staff. So, you know, I try not to wear our guys out too much so they can enjoy the off season. But, um, you know, it's definitely something where, you know, we try to turn over as many rocks as we can, um, not just from an X and O standpoint, but a program building, um, you know, standpoint, a character education, strength and conditioning, you know, anybody that we can talk to and, and try to figure out a better way to do stuff. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely, you know, always looking to do that. Coach, you're talking about uh, building your program. You're in year three uh, last season, and, and this is not disparaging, but last season you guys broke a long uh, losing streak. Uh, so congratulations to you for that and getting those guys a taste of victory. But as you enter year three, uh, does the expectation change? And, and what are you looking forward to most this season? I think it's definitely changed. Um, you know, and we, we kind of looked at it when we got there as a staff two years ago. You know, we, we were we were pretty rock bottom. And uh, we knew it was going to take two years of, of just building things from the ground up uh, before, you know, we, we felt like we could be competitive. Uh, you know, last year, I guess, you know, obviously getting a win was great. But th- there were several other games, you know, that we were very competitive in uh, late to the fourth quarter. Um, you know, lost a game in double overtime. So it, it, it was, you know, we kind of closed the gap a little further last year than what I initially thought we would. Um, now, you know, by no means were we satisfied with that. But leading into this year, um, you know, we've got the largest senior class in the, in the history of the school. Most of these kids in that senior class have been, uh, will be three-year starters for us. You know, they were kind of our guys when we got there when they were 10th graders. And they weren't ready, but they were who we had, and, and they were our dudes. And, um, so, you know, we went through the fire with them and, uh, and now they're starting to reap some of those benefits, you know, um, uh, the expectation and, you know, I, I don't think anybody really tries to predict how many games they're going to win or, you know, how good they can be. Uh, but I do think that, um, you know, everything's kind of set up for this to be, uh, the best season in the school's brief history. Um, you know, we've got, you know, some leadership that we haven't had in the past. You know, we, we, we graduated two or three kids from last year's team that definitely were contributors. Uh, but, you know, we feel like as a whole, um, you know, we've upgraded at almost every position, um, you know, minus a couple maybe, and, and we think we're adequate at those positions. So we're definitely excited, man. You know, it's it's been a long, hard process these last two years. And, you know, I've had a great staff uh, that's really stuck with me 
through all of it and and the kids you know especially you know our seniors last year that was the first game they'd won uh so it, it was big for them and then this senior class you know obviously they've been through some tough times as well so i, I think they kind of see the writing on the wall and they start to see all the work that we put in uh together is starting to show up you know we had a great spring um had a really good showing in our spring uh spring game we've had a great summer and uh we've had a great start to fall camp you know we've got a scrimmage coming up this friday so we're definitely excited, man. The expectations are um, are definitely higher this year than they've been the previous two years. Coach, what are some of the biggest challenges that you and your staff face coming into 2019? Well, you know, from a personnel standpoint, you know, um, the secondary on defense, you know, we lost three kids that uh, had played a lot of football and played good football for us. Uh, you know, Michael King was kind of our superstar, uh, do-everything type kid. You know, he's a uh, He'll actually be moving in and uh, uh, to his college dorm in the next couple of days. You know, and he's going to get to keep playing. But we're definitely going to miss him, you know, on offense and defense. But primarily the concern on defense is the secondary. And I wouldn't call it a concern. You know, we're just inexperienced back there right now. And the way the game's played today, you know, as many spread offenses as we see, got to be really sharp back there. So those guys have, have improved uh, quite a bit over the summer. And we've got guys back there that are more than capable. They're just going to need some experience. And hopefully – you know, the spring game was part of that. All the reps they've got this summer at seven on seven, uh, you know, helps with that. And, and obviously the start of the season, there'll be some growing pains back there. You know, then offensively, um, you know, wide receiver uh, with, with two of the kids, you know, that started in our secondary were also our threats on the perimeter and they're both gone. Uh, so, you know, we're looking for some kids to step up at those positions, uh, you know, so right now those are, those are kind of the two concerns from a, you know, a personnel standpoint, but, you know, overall, from a team standpoint, you know, a lot of the concerns we've had in the past, we really don't have right now. Uh, you know, not that we've arrived and, and we're ready to conquer the world, but, you know, I feel good about where we're at, you know, strength-wise in the weight room. Um, you know, our numbers are up, so we've, we've got better depth than we've ever had. You know, we're not having to uh, rely on kids to play both ways, you know, a ton. Uh, we've got about three kids. That, uh, actually, we've got two kids that start both ways. And, you know, we've, we've got some other guys that, uh, provide depth, you know, that start on one side of the ball and provide depth on the other. But, um, you know, personnel-wise, those two things. But overall, you know, leadership and and our, our depth and our numbers, you know, those are concerns that we've had in the past that we really don't have right now. Coach, who are some of the names to get familiar with on offense and defense and, and what kind of makes these guys stand out to you? Uh, I'm going to start on offense, and I'm weird. I'm probably the only head coach that you have that's an offensive line coach on the show, so I'm, I'm going <laughs> to brag on my guys a little bit. But, you know, we, we've got four, uh, you know, we've got four senior linemen uh, that have played a lot of football and, and have really grown up, you know, the past couple of years. And, um, and they had, they, they're playing well. They've had a good summer, had a good spring game, you know, good, good spring practice. Uh, you know, Wade Wiggins, Isaac Wiley, Sterling Wilson, and Daniel Smith are our four seniors. Um, and then we've got a junior tackle who's basically playing his second year of football, a kid named Angel Cabrera, uh, who is extremely gifted, extremely blessed. He's uh, 6'4 and weighs 318 pounds, and he can dunk a basketball. So, you know, th those guys up front, uh, I think, really are leading us on offense right now. Uh, and, and um, you know, I don't just say that because I'm their coach and, and those are my guys. But, uh, you know, right now that's kind of a strength. And then, at running back, you know, uh, we've kind of got four guys that we feel pretty good about. And, again, in the past, that's not necessarily been the case, but we've got a kid named Austin Hernandez 
who will be a senior who's battled injuries the last two years. He's a tremendous kid. Uh, you know, he, he's had several games where he's rushed for over 100 yards. Uh, he, he broke his collarbone last year against North Murray, um, so he missed the last half of the season. But uh, if he stays healthy, you know, we feel like he's a 1,000-yard back type kid, especially with what we do on offense. Um, you know, Titus Underwood is another kid uh, that, that came on strong last year when Austin got hurt. He played a lot in the backfield as a 10th grader. Uh, Titus also starts on defense for us. He's one of those kids that plays both ways. Titus is a uh, he's a good athlete. Um, he's a tough kid. Uh, he, he's a little bit more elusive, whereas Austin's kind of our you know, I don't know if you want to label kids, but he's more of the the downhill. You know, bang it in the a gap and, and get four or five yards. You know, Titus is a little bit more threat on the perimeter. Both of them are excellent at pass protection. Um, you know, and then quarterback. You know, Cade Bates, our quarterback, returns this will be his third year starting you know he threw for uh, just a tad over 1300 yards as a junior last year um so now obviously losing two of his targets is is you know we're, we're going to go through some growing pains there but you know we'll, we'll shore that up then on defense you know we return return eight starters you know our nose guard jake young uh, is a big key in what we do defensively uh he, he was an all-region kid last year second team all-region uh, he's back for his senior year our middle linebacker boone cresswell Another kid that's going to be a three-year starter, um, had a really solid junior year. Um, he's our vocal leader on our football team. Um, he's a fiery kid, a tremendous young man. Uh, you know him, a defensive end, Hunter Lanier, returns. He also plays tight end. He's another kid that starts both ways. Um, Hunter's a big, strong kid that's, uh, you know, he's kind of blown up over the last two years. He used to be a skill kid uh, when he first got to us, but he's lived in the weight room, and, um, you know, he's a tough kid lives on a farm, you know, that kind of kid. So uh, those guys kind of stand out, you know, and I, really we've got, you know, we've got 16 seniors and, and they all bring something to the table. You know, all of them contribute. Uh, but, you know, as far as just highlighting guys, those those are the ones right now, um, you know, that, that, that played a lot of football for us that have started and I think are really poised to have big years this year. Coach, is there anybody who surprised you over the summer, perhaps not of those names you mentioned, but is there anybody, perhaps an underclassman, has kind of surprised you and your staff over the summer or in uh, fall camp? Yeah, we've got a uh, we've got a kid. He's another offensive lineman. And he also plays defensive line. He'll figure into that offensive line equation somewhere. His name is Will Bates. He'll be a 10th grader. Um, Will's a, he's a great kid. He's got excellent feet. He's not quite as big. You know, we're finally blessed with some uh, – we've got some girth up front that we haven't had in the past. Will, you know, being as young as he is, he, he's not quite as big as those other guys. But, um, you know, very intelligent kid. He's an honor student, um, really understands the game. Uh, you know, and he's going to contribute on both sides of the ball as a 10th grader. Uh, you know, we've got another running back named Tyler Locklear who is uh, going to be a 10th grader as well. And um, Tyler's a big, strong kid. Uh, it was a real, he carried the ball quite a bit for us last year as a ninth grader in the last few games of the season because of injuries. So, you know, Tyler, not really a surprise on either one of those two. Um, you know, I, I, they have progressed a little bit quicker than we thought they would. So, you know, those two guys. And then, you know, we've got a couple of freshmen, um, you know, that are ninth graders, and you never really want to depend on ninth graders. But we've got a, uh, a tight end. His name's Robbie Wiggins, who, who will be a ninth grader. He ain't been his first day of high school yet. We ain't started school yet. But uh, Robbie is a um, – he, he's a six-foot-two, 238-pound kid that can play tight end, that can run, um, you know, plays middle linebacker on defense. And I really think this kid has got a chance to be special uh, before it's all said and done. He, he'll play – quite a few snaps for us on Friday nights if he keeps progressing 
uh, progressing like he is right now. Uh, so th- those are three that, you know, the first two, the sophomores, we kind of kind of knew what we were getting with them. But Robbie is a kid. Obviously, we knew he was a good athlete coming out of middle school. Uh, but he has flourished over the summer, um, especially as a blocker. You know, a lot of times you get these kids from, from middle school, especially when they're skilled position guys like tight ends or, uh, you know, whatnot, that, that it's really hard for them to grasp blocking and the concept of it. But he is uh, – He's a tough, hard-nosed kid, and he doesn't mind sticking his face on somebody. Coach, talk to us about some of the guys on your team that uh, that get it done not only in the on on the field but also in the community or in the classroom. We've got, um, you know, within our senior class, we've got about half of those kids uh, that are AP type kids. Uh, Jake Young, and I talked about him on defense. Jake is a kid that works a full-time job, um, works at Subway in Varnell. You know, he's an all-region football player. He's a 4.0 student, uh, you know, and, and, you know, takes AP. When I say AP, I'm talking about advanced placement mm-hmm. classes. You know, these kids are taking, you know, some college-level courses by the time they're juniors and seniors. And Jake just kills all of it. I mean, he does great in the classroom, great on the field, great in the community. Austin Hernandez, the running back, is another kid that uh, is dynamite in the classroom, um, is tremendous in the community. Anytime we have our rec teams or our kids camp, um, you know, Austin's one of the first ones taking lead of a group, jumping out there, working with the kids. He's another kid that he scored a 31 the first time he ever took the ACT, um, you know, 4.0 kids. So we're blessed, man, you know, at our school. Uh, you know, we've got a great faculty. We've got a great staff. And academics, you know, comes first, and, and we preach that to the kids, um, you know. And, and, and our senior class especially, you know, I don't know if I've ever been in a place where we've had so many honors, you know, top kids in the classroom and really all our kids, you know, um, do a great job in the community when we get out and go, you know, work with our rec league teams or we work with, you know, we have youth camp or, you know, we go out to, um, we've got what's called the miracle field up here, which is a baseball field that's designed for, for, um, kids and adults with special needs. And we volunteer time to go out and, and be buddies with them, with those guys for a day. And just that, that's the cool part, man. See our kids, you know, They've grown up as football players and, and, and as students, but to see them, you know, when they were really awkward as 10th graders in those situations to where, you know, fast forward two years and, you know, they're taking lead of a kid's group at kid's camp or, you know, they're at the miracle field working with, you know, people that, that are a lot less fortunate than what we are and, and smiling and loving every minute of it. So it's been really neat. Once again, we're on the phone with Coach Caleb Bagley, the head coach of the Kohala Creek Colts up in northern Whitfield County. Uh, coach, just a few more questions for you. Uh, let's talk about your region this season. Any insights on the on the, uh, the 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 teams out there that you guys are going to face? I know there's the big bad bully uh, in Calhoun uh, uh, that you guys get on October 25th. But outside of them, what 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 do you expect from the region this season? Man, it's a uh... You know, and I've seen some stuff on Twitter lately, and somebody said, you know, it's like the mini SEC, you know, uh, and I don't know if it's if it's that good, but it is a solid region. You know, there's a lot of really well-coached teams, a lot of good football players in this region. You mentioned Calhoun. Um, you know, obviously they've, they're well, well-known around the state, and rightfully so. You know, they've done a great job. And, um, you know, I think there's some people that, you know, are hoping maybe that they fall off a little bit with Coach Lamb retiring, and, and he'll definitely – yeah, I don't know if you can ever replace a guy like that, one of the best that's ever done it, you know, in this country probably, definitely in the state. But, you know, I think, 
Coach Stevenson will do a tremendous job, and they've got a tremendous staff. And, um, you know, I, they're the top dog until somebody proves otherwise. Um, you know, I do think that North Murray is going to be very explosive this year. Uh, you know, the, the senior class that they have, they've got upwards of 30 seniors and uh, some really good, you know, they've got two or three kids that hold offers right now. Um, you know, I think they're going to be hard to handle. Uh, Harrelson County kind of surprised a lot of people last year, but they are a tough, hard-nosed football team. Uh, you know, and they lost their, their, their running back that broke all kinds of records. But, you know, obviously he was a big part of what they do. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're well coached. And just from top to bottom, offensively and defensively, they execute very well. You know, Lakeview, Fort Oglethorpe, uh, another program that, you know, three years ago, you know, you know, they were they were one in nine. And you fast forward and they're playing Calhoun last year for the region championship. So it's a it's a it's a tough region. You know, I, I don't think that and I know, at least for us, there's not one one game where we can just walk out on the field and say, you know, if we just show up Friday night, we should be fine. Uh, you know, and I think that that could be said for a lot of teams in the region. Uh, you know, Ringgold's always very athletic. Uh, very talented, and um, you know when it all comes together for those guys, they're as good as anybody. So it's um, it's going to be an interesting year. You know, I, I don't. I think Murray County has improved. You know, we've worked against them some this summer, and you know they've they've improved from last year, and I think we've definitely improved from last year. So you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how everything shakes out. Coach, if you could see any rule change in the game, what what would it be? Uh, you know, I've always thought what Texas, what Texas high schools do is pretty cool where they just adopt the NCAA rules. Uh, you know, it's, and it's not a, a lot of wholesale changes, but, uh, you know, especially with the offensive side, offensive side, you know, those guys can cut block out on the perimeter. Um, you know, they can cut block down the field. Not that that's a huge game changer. I, I just think that that streamlines everything. Uh, I do like what they've done. Uh, this year, the GHSA's done with the 40-second play clock, you know, start starting the ball right after it's spotted. Uh, and, and, you know, officials are humans like the rest of us. You know, some crews, you know, spot balls a little faster than others. Um, so the 25 clock, you know, 25-second clock with a whistle, you know, in previous years could be a little different from Friday to Friday. So I, I do think that, that that'll help speed games up as well. Uh, so, you know, I, I just think, and I've always thought, you know, Texas just adopting – you know, what the NCAA does, I think that would be a cool direction, you know, for, for Georgia to go. I, I don't know if we'll get to that point, but uh, that's one change I would make. Coach, you're the uh, second coach who's mentioned that so far this season. Uh, coach Phillips from over at Stars Mill had the same kind of observation about those uh, uh, Texas, and I believe he said California also uh, were two states that had adopted that NCAA, the NCAA rules. So um, okay, yeah, so, I didn't uh, know that they had done that. So uh, at, at keep filling out, filling it out on the survey, I guess is the best <laughs> the best advice yep. at, at the end of the season. Uh, Coach Bagley, we're wrapping it up here, but want to want to give you an opportunity to to give the fans of Cahola Creek and and Northern Whitfield County. Uh, what, what would what message would you give about the team this year uh, to the fans in the community? You know, I, uh, first I would say, you know, um, when we got there two years ago, uh, you kind of worry going to a place that had been successful and you worry about what the expectations may be. Um, and, and our community and our administration has been extremely patient with us, knowing that it was going to take some time to get things going in the right direction. So, you know, I guess my message uh, you know, to our community and, you know, our school would be thank you, number one, you know, because they've been great with us, uh, you know, as far as understanding what we're going through. And, and number two, I, I think, you know, this is a year for some excitement. You know, we started a, uh, 
a pretty good rivalry last year with uh, Northwest Whitfield, which is a school, you know, three miles up the road from where we're at. They never played each other, so we've got that going, and that that brought some excitement, you know, to our little community. Both schools right there in the north end of the county. Uh, you know, obviously we've improved, and um, you know, hopefully that's going to translate to more wins. You know, I, I can't sit here and tell you how many or who they'll be against, but you know, I do think that it's going to be a great year. You know, there's our, our numbers are up. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of cool things going on. Um, we've actually started a uh, uh, Cahulla Creek Sports Radio Network, so we'll be streaming live this year, uh, which is something they've never done in the past on Friday nights. So, you know, it's just an exciting time. And, uh, you know, for these kids, you know, this group of seniors that they've stuck together and, and, and they want to be the group that, that leaves their legacy, you know, as a group that got it fully turned around. So, you know, hopefully, you know, we can make that happen. And, um and, you know, turn it into, a, you know, a good solid football program where people enjoy coming on Friday nights and, you know, we're competitive and we do things the right way. That was the vision we had two years ago when we got there, and that's still our vision now. We feel like we're definitely closer uh, to realizing that vision than we were two years ago. So it's an exciting time to be at Cahulla Creek, man. I know just winning one game last year, um, you know, obviously we, we'd want to win more than that, but that generated some excitement in the fact that, you know, um, we were competitive in several other games, you know, like I referenced earlier, uh, just showing signs of progress. And, and we've got a great community. We've got great support. And, um, you know, hopefully that continues and increases, you know, as the wins increase. Great deal, Coach. Well, it sounds like you've got things moving in the right direction. I'm going to let you get back at it. And as always, we thank you for coming on and spending some time with us to talk about Kohala Creek football. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me. And thank you uh, for all that you do covering covering high school football across the state. I enjoy listening to uh, uh, to all the interviews that you do. Thanks again to Coach Caleb Bagley, the head coach of the Cohulla Creek Colts. The Colts get their season kicked off on August 23rd against rival Northwest Whitfield. The Colts play in Region 6, Class 3A. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the Turd Ferguson Report and our conversations with coaches. That's going to do it for us today. Don't forget, you can find us on the web at turdferguson.com. That's T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N.com or on Twitter at turdfergusonrpt, T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N-R-P-T. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you comment in our comment section or leave us a message on Twitter. Make it a great day, everybody. 